The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Thanks for joining us. Who, me? That, uh, yeah, Daniel, <laughs> thanks for joining us. You had internet issues um, before before the show. So I did. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you and yes. I as us. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, everyone, for joining. This is episode 266, and our headline, our title, is all about the new Microsoft Teams meeting bar, uh, toolbar improvements, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But what we do want to say is make sure you give this episode a thumbs up so it helps all the algorithms and everything and for people to find it. Um, and we'd love for you to follow us at 365MCS on all the socials that matter. Uh, we are Ooh. there for you. Uh, and check out our uh, podcast home webpage at 365MCS.com as well. Uh, how are you doing, uh, Daryl? Sun is shining here too. Birds are singing because it is summer. I'm looking out on a, a glorious Pahutakawa tree. Now that is a native tree here in New Zealand that flowers during Christmas time, and it is you know bright bright red. Um, lots of sort of bushy flowers that are amazing. You'll see those sorts of photos if you follow my socials or see uh, various photos from people from New Zealand. Ah, oh, fantastic! I um, just came back from a week at the Microsoft 365 Collaboration uh, Conference. It was a great time of learning and networking. So hello to all those that are joining new. Uh, thank you for joining uh, the podcast. Uh, make sure you can join us live and join the chat room uh, or catch the audio podcast as well. So thank you for joining everyone. Appreciate that. Um, so we, we've got quite a few things to talk about today. So mm -hmm. maybe we should jump into it. Yeah, yeah, I think let's let's do that. Uh, Alfish, something about adding people to chat. It's a quick one. Mm -hmm. It's a, kind of a logical one, actually, when you think about it. Add people to a group chat from the compose box via an at mention, MC4866. If you're in a conversation, group chat, and you want to add Daniel, because, of course, you want to invite Daniel. He's got some things to say. Uh, and you know value to add right buddy right um uh, before this feature you had to go up to a add people button find daniel add daniel and done uh this feature will allow us to just mention daniel's name and type it select the right daniel if you've got a large organization and um yeah he's added to the chat uh i don't know if uh, going to reduce the the need for the two clicks. What what this message doesn't say is you know how sometimes you want to choose whether or not Daniel can um, see that whether it's one day before all of the chat or mm. not. Nah, let's just just bring him in now. Um, so I don't know what that experience is like, but let's keep this one short. It's going to be rolling out nowish and complete uh, late December for everybody. Um, Everyone. What does Phil say? Sometimes it's the simple things and eyes make our lives easier. Not really. But Phil, stay on topic. Stay on topic, okay? <laughs> no, this is, I think this is, um, uh, this is actually uh, a really good thing. I, I hate clicking when I don't need to. So I'm excited about this one to see it in action. Mm. Well, let's sure. keep moving on because there are a few things to okay. get through. Uh, what's this one about sure. Power Automate, Daniel? 
Yeah, important information about your Microsoft Power Automate service, MC481284. And this is talking about removing the functionality of submitting a template. So in Power Automate, you create flows and you can then take those flows and submit them as a template to be part of the gallery, the public template gallery um, that everyone can access. And if you've been into Power Automate, you've seen all those templates, there are a gazillion of them. Yes, that's, a, that's an official term or, or a set of number. Uh, it, there's a lot. Well, they're actually turning that off and it's going to be turned off starting January 10th. Uh, so we have just a, a little under a month before this happens. Now, what they are doing, uh, they, they say they're going to be introducing an alternative submission process. However, that f submission process is not defined. Um, there is a link saying that future updates to the process can be viewed. And it says here, which is, I thought we weren't doing that anymore. Um, doing URLs that are you know, click here or here anyway. Um, now <clears throat> there's two problems. One is the URL is badly formatted in the message. And so it, if you click on it, it actually takes you to admin.microsoft.com slash, and then the URL that it's supposed to be. You know what um, else it does, Daniel? It doesn't open up a new tab. My goodness. Yeah. So, um, it's wonderful. But if you go to the actual, what it's supposed to be the URL, it is the old version of submitting the template. So it, there's not the new updated way. Um, so this is not a great um, message for change management because in change management, you want to understand what the process is that's going away and then what is it that you should do. We don't have all that in the same step. We know what's going away, but we don't know what's replacing it. We don't know what that process is like. So um, just know that if this is something that is used in your organization, if users are submitting those, that that will be interrupted. Um, and we don't really know what it's replacing or what's being um, used uh, to replace the, the uh, functionality. So, um, I mean, that's a kind of a short one, but it is something that I think uh, they're taking away functionality and haven't told us what the replacement is. So it's kind of, kind of a bit wonky there. Um, so just bear with them. I hope they will update that information pretty soon. Um, you know, on that webpage so that we know what it is. Um, that's it. That's for that message. I think that's all I got for that one. Um, but the next one, I think we're going to have a little bit more conversation about, uh, let's hmm. co-organize it, Daryl, so that we can get good dialogue um, and break break this out. Well, that was kind of... Um, <laughs> there we go. Aha! Team support for co-organizers to manage MC481829. I'd love this, right? I've run a few um, meetups, user groups, where... Uh, I leverage the breakout group uh, feature. I like to try and get people discussing things uh, through the meeting. And um, up until now, I'm the only one that can help with that. So imagine uh, a large group uh, class could be uh, something larger than that. Um, and you're wanting to try and group people based on, I don't know, like uh, deliberate groups to try and make sure that you can encourage 
conversation and select certain people to lead and, and all that sort of thing. Um, rather than just the random check the box, distribute people uh, across the way. Uh, well, uh, up until now, it was only the organizer's ability to do that. Uh, so they had to potentially present someone else to present. Uh, and what I would try and do is um, if someone was presenting, I would go along and try and analyze the breakout rooms in the background and then flick the switch. But co-organizers will be able to do this for you. A co-organizer is someone that you can select ahead of the meeting uh, or during the meeting to say, I want to help me out with various different things, um, how the meeting operates and runs in Teams. And so they'll be able to create rooms. They'll be able to configure the settings. Um, they can assign participants to meetings, um, add and remove rooms, open and close them, send announcements, rename, delete, and they'll be able to roam between rooms, much like the organizer can. So if you want to go into a room, see how things are going, encourage some conversation, go on to the next room, then you can have some help now as an organizer. This is a really good thing uh, to see. Um, now, Daniel, have you used breakout rooms much? I have indeed. Um, and what you're just talking about has been really my um, experience is that it's nice to have the ability to have multiple hands, right? Mm. It, it, I think for this, to be able to set things up and run them um, so that it's not all on you, right? Having those co-organizers. Yeah. That has been my experience with breakout rooms is that it, you have to be on top of it and you have to, there's work to be done. You can't be doing other things like, mm -hmm. you know, leading the meeting, uh, <laughs> which is, yeah, don't you know do that. I mean? like, right. Um, Just you know, make everyone wait. <laughs> right. And so it has been, there's been times where it's like, okay, everybody pause and then we'll, you know, um, we'll wait for, I wait till I get this done and then we can get back. You know, I don't like that. So, more hands uh, helping out is, is, is great, um, and I'm excited about that part. Hmm. Uh, I hope that it encourages more breakout rooms to be used in meetings. Uh, I know that mm -hmm. it takes a bit of forward planning, but if you have a little less in your meeting, just stick to the topics that, that are super important. Uh, maybe you've got some decisions to make or ideas to, to get. And just section out, even if it's just 10 minutes in a regular meeting to um, to allow people to connect in, in a you know more uh, intimate way. Oh, hang on. Let me let me find a better way to describe that. Um, less people in groups. What you kind know of what I'm meetings saying. are you having? I, what in the world? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Moving okay. on. <laughs> moving on. No, this is, is going to be... Uh, uh, rolling out now-ish, so that's mm -hmm. early December, complete mid-December for preview customers or targeted release. Um, standard release, mid-January through to end of January and government will, cards will see it early March, expect to be rolled out late, late March. Good, good. Um, Daniel, OneDrive mm -hmm. something. This OneDrive something, yes. That's exactly the title. OneDrive something, no. OneDrive, sharing experience, sensitivity labels inside the sharing dialogue, MC481831. 
Now, this message starts off with an apology. Uh, so, Microsoft <laughs> is terribly sorry, but basically, it's already here. And we they forgot to tell you about it. So... At least they've labeled their apology initially. Nice, nice. I'm sensitive uh, like about that. these Bring, sorts of things. Wow. Now you do the transitioning. Okay. Nice. Um, so sensitivity labels are used to, you know, classify information and protect it. Um, and when you go to uh, share that content, you'll then see the sensitivity label that's on that content in the sharing dialogue. I, I find this to be one of those, wait a minute. Yeah, that should have actually always been there. <laughs> right? Uh, so I'm li I like seeing this because when you're sharing content, you need to have it in available to the user, kind of in their face. Hey, this has a label on it. So is this a mm. general information? Is this confidential? Is this, you know, uh, segmented you know what type of content is this and should i even be sharing this right mm. should i should how is this going to affect the the uh, ability to keep this information if it's private private um so i like seeing that so showing on the screen here uh for those on the podcast audio podcast it's going to be right after the name in the screenshot it shows that the label is there um so people can see that I would like it to be a little bit more highlighted, but the Agreed. dialogue is a, little, is a little busy already, so I get it, but I'd kind of like it a little bit more bold Different or something. Color. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. That would be nice. So it is already rolled out. It is available now. If you're using labels in your organization, then you'll see it right now in the sharing experience. So It's a pretty um, short message too, really. It is, uh, you know, there's the roadmap information there, but that doesn't give you too much information. The uh, <laughs> sensitivity label, there is a link there to understand sensitivity labels, and then the help support gives you, um, really, it's just Here. a how to enable it, you know, so. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, Daryl, I think we need to plan um, for utilizing, you know, Microsoft Viva, um, you know, can you can you give us some new some new plans for that? Um, well, in terms of plans, maybe I need to get out one of those uh, little whiteboards that coaches sit down with and go right. Here's the, mm. the the next play that we're gonna play, and so just to explain this, connect this dot to that dot. Uh, bear with me as I try to take through this new service plans for Microsoft three six five and Microsoft Viva SKUs. As soon as you see the word SKU, I guarantee 80% of people will turn off. Boop, don't care. SKU, you said SKU, don't care. Um, <laughs> um, we're talking about licensing, service plans, uh, but it is uh, something that's going to prepare the way for a certain Viva feature that um, has been talked about. Uh, Viva Engage, the answers feature, if I can quickly recap that in a, in a verbal way, the answers feature is taking what we currently have, the Q&A feature in, in um, Viva Engage or Yammer, but trying to make it more of a center, a place to go, ask and answer questions, uh, push those uh, questions to subject matter experts that, that might be related to a topic, and 
And that's where it kind of connects to another Viva product, Viva Topics. So uh, with that very short explanation, uh, there are going to be some things that need to change ahead of time before it arrives uh, to make sure it's clear. <laughs> clear if, if, you, if and how you will use Viva Engage Answers. Uh, first of all, uh, if you are using the Viva Suite, the premium suite with um, all, most, most of Viva, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, then uh, you're going to start to see um, two service plans. You know, pl service plans are what you would tick on a user's um, account or record to say, I want to enable this on their account. Uh, you will see Viva Engage Communities and Communications, and you'll see Viva Engage Knowledge Services. Um, so this will be uh, in for adding answers. If you um, are not using the Viva Premium License, but you have suggested, or hell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I see the value in using topics, Viva Top, then uh, you'll be able to use the Viva answers with engage because it uses but it'll look a little different when you're enabling it on people's accounts um, firstly they'll be in uh, uh, license for viva topics then you may see the viva engage knowledge service plan now mm -hmm. those are the two options so far the third one is if you're just uh, a regular 0365 customer then you will just see Viva Engage Core, which is the the basic or free experience, which won't mm -hmm. come with answers. Right. Um, I want an answer here, Daniel. Why? Okay. Why have we got, got two got, different got types an of names? Why have we got two different types of names? Yeah. I. Uh, okay. So I said I have an answer. Um, the answer is I don't know. So uh, let's let's go from the bottom out here with the. Yeah. If you just have a Microsoft 365 license and you're using Yammer right now, right? It's part of that license. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see a Viva Engage Core uh, plan show up, meaning, um, you know, where I'm assuming where you see all the services, including, you know, um, like you're talking about when you can uncheck, you could check the box and say yes or no, mm -hmm. where it lists Yammer now. Yammer Enterprise, that is it going to replace that with Viva Engage Core or is it going to be additional? I do not know. Um, mm. So that part, I'm not sure. Um, the When you said if you're using Viva Topics, right? So that means you're, you're licensed yep. for Viva Topics as a user. Then now you're going to see the Viva Engage Knowledge item there to be check will be checked right to give you that knowledge experience in viva engage um f which is answers mm. um so does that mean then that the only additional license you need mm. is viva topics and so um, now works? i'm looking at it no it's almost okay. like because you see that last bit here uh, for answers in viva premium experience so it still is answers in viva premium it's just that have topics in any kind of formal flavor it will mm -hmm. now, now be called viva engage knowledge 
mm-hmm. as a service plan. Mm-hmm. I think I think okay. just looking at who who actually gets answers. It's I think it's the subscribers to Viva Suite. But you know, this is the confusion here. Someone clarify this, it for, for us. Yeah, because well, and I will say I was told this past week. I you know here's what you need for answers uh in and it's not exactly what's being said here so i think there's there's definitely some it's not as uh, clear as i think they're trying to make it here um Mm. is the feedback that i would give is that it's not i think they tried to make it really clear but i unfortunately i don't think it did uh so i think they need a topics page to sort this out yeah, it would be nice, you know, there's a link there to the blog post that was uh, the September announcement on, you know, mm-hmm. the new experiences and such, but it doesn't give the detail that we need, which is, you know, if I want to use answers, what licenses do I need? And that's not, yeah. that's not being fully communicated here. I think it's just a little confusing. Do we need, like what you were just saying, we need topics and the you know viva suite you know then i don't know see i i say that out loud and that confuses me even more um so i think they were still working out their licensing hmm. messaging blog post yeah. or uh, yeah anyway um it's enough of that i'm sorry that we hurt your head it looks like we've lost <laughs> some people watching life no actually we've gained wow yeah, no. you want topics we can totally do that we won't do that ourselves so we'll <laughs> no invite we someone else not. who knows what they're talking about <laughs> no i think we need to switch to permanently deleting users that's what we need to do wow that's Don't a you? bit heavy um yeah okay i'll go find it because it looks like i didn't favorite it i was not happy about oh. permanent deletion okay but you, you well, please introduce. Yeah, this is uh, announcing public preview of permanent deletion of users in Power Platform, MC four eight two five one one. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of peace. Say it the, again. No, I want you no, to hear it. Say it again. It. Nope. Ah. The uh, so this is where you you have a user that leaves, right? And uh, you know they're not in active in your tenant anymore but because of the way the power platform is set up those users could still be in environments and so those familiar with power platform you have environments where you create your apps and such and so that and and your flows and so that's the kind of a a scope of a container of the information that you have and those users will still be there will still show up as the in as artifacts as part of the creation experience so to kind of clean that up maybe comply with some uh, regulatory uh, compliance um, they're allowing you now to be able to go and and remove those users from those containers from those environments so there will be this is rolling out um, and it'll be by the end of December, so soonish, um, will be available globally. And you'll have to be able to, <coughs> to, to use this, you'll be able to turn it on the preview um, and be able to you know go through the settings um, and say, delete disabled users. 
And when you do that, if the user is disabled, it will remove it from that environment. There will be, uh, there's a nice link there at the bottom, uh, get you to the post of delete users from environment uh, on the Microsoft Learn site. So definitely check that out and shows much more detail on how this works. But I, I like to see the cleanup of users here um, and uh, I like to see how um, they're trying to keep in sync because it wasn't in sync before and it, it kind of muddies the water, you know, of, of wait, this user's still here? No, they don't have access. It's just an artifact that's still there. So, so yes, permanent delete users, Daryl. I know you're all about mm -hmm. that. No, oh, look, we've we've got to make sure that people leave properly. <laughs> yeah, with a with a boot on their bottom and kick them out the door, or oh, <laughs> yeah, saying don't don't let the door on the way out. Don't let the power right. platform. Um, Permanent deletion here on the yeah. Ooh. Well, Daryl, um, I'm headline time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to hear about the headline. Let's All go. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, meeting toolbar. Teams meeting toolbar. There it is. Ready? Have you got your got got your uh, cursor ready to to race on up and give me a pull? If you've got questions, to raise your hand quickly. That's what we're improving. Meeting toolbar mm. usability improvements. MC. Four eight two five six seven. Dun, 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 dun. It is uh, <laughs> all about making sure that those buttons are easier to reach. Let's have a look at one of them here. So those on the oh, not that one. That's the boring one. <laughs> Sorry, people. Um, this one here. Um, we, we know. Like I'm probably the slowest off the trigger to join people as they're applauding someone in a team or laugh or hearts or something and, and you see people doing it and then oh okay they have to click two or three places to try and find the particular reaction that, that they want um kind of tucked away and covered well the purpose of this uh, improvement is to make the raise hand and the react button right there on the toolbar easy to find click choose we're done i think this is an improvement but as you pointed out daniel when we were discussing this yesterday it does make other thing harder to get to and what is that yeah it's the device settings so if you're going in and you could see that there if you're going in to you know change your audio settings maybe you want to switch from your headset to your speakers or vice versa, then you're going to have to have another click um, to, to get there mm. to in that menu. I understand, you know, some of this rearranging, I get it, but um, it, it's not fun to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you from experience, it's just not fun uh, to go, oh, wait, I got to click again. And, you know, so it doesn't make that process any easier. So, my suggestion there is at the beginning of the meeting, before you join, make sure your settings are right the way you want them. I like However, your other suggestion yesterday, Daniel. What, what was your feature request? <laughs> well, and I think this is not a, a it's not unique to me, but, um, you know, in Teams, if you have a headset connected, that's a, a profile, right? You could say this headset and it changes your audio your speakers to the headset as well as your microphone 
to the to the headset spe- uh, microphone. Mm. But if you want to use your computer, there is no profile setting for that. You have to individually change those. Um, I would love to have a profile setting. I want to use my headset or I, I want to use my wireless earbuds or I want to use my computer. I want a profile setting. That's mm. That was my feature request. Well, I also like the, the ad, which we see in other products where right up beside the mic and speakers, there's a drop down that lets you choose Indeed. it yeah. again directly from the toolbar, not through the chicanes of a Formula One <laughs> racetrack to try and find a, a meeting uh, option. Um, I will say I, I, I love this uh, directly on the toolbar, having the hand raised. It, it's so mm. much easier and having it separate then, um, then the reactions has always, you know, that's a good thing as well. Uh, it's funny though, when people try to, you know, applaud or whatever, and they click the raise hand and it's like, wait, that's not what I meant to do. But, um, but anyway, so I, I do like separating this out and having it directly there. I think that is, um, that would be amazing. Um, or that yeah. will be amazing for users to, to use that. So. I'm excited. Daniel, um, our last message is another Viva one. Tell us about it. Indeed. So this is Viva Connections Toolbox Displaying Store Apps. Oh, MC482569. And if you've used Viva Dashboard at all, you have experienced being able to add those adaptive cards Um, And now we're going to be able to add store apps that give us those adaptive cards as well. Um, This is, uh, there's going to be a section down below. um, And Daryl's showing a screenshot to those on the video podcast. But it's basically going to have a suggested cards down below. And you're going to be able to add those uh, to your environment if you have permissions, right? So you're going to have to be um, a... uh, if you're like a site owner, you can request it. It works just like a, a store app here. Um, and if you are a catalog admin, an app catalog admin, then you're going to be able to you know approve those requests to put them there. Now, um, I have some questions, which hmm. is what are, how do you become a suggested app? Meaning I'm going to put an app in the app store. How does my app become a suggested app? We don't, have that information in here is it going to change is it going to rotate you know for users is it going to who knows we we have no idea how that functionality works but frankly whoever Mm. you know if it doesn't rotate whoever is put in their suggested cards they're going to get a lot of i think uh traction and usage of their uh app because it's going to be the ones that are available. There's going to be add more cards link, but who Mm -hmm. gets in that, you know, that section? Well, this, this episode has been sponsored by Limeade. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like, there's so many of them uh, in the screenshots. Congratulations uh, for your exposure of your apps. Good good job. Um, So uh, roll out, starting uh, rolling this out in January. Uh, and completed by the end of January of 2023. So just be looking for that coming. I think this is one of those that you're going to have to prepare for this because um, how does this interact with if you've disabled the store? Um, I don't know. 
how is this going to interact if uh, you haven't really properly thought through the the app catalog admins who's going to get notifications do those admins still work at your company so that when people are requesting these are they going to get those notifications anyway there, there's a there's some planning that needs to be done here unfortunately we don't have the answers to some of those questions of you know how does it get uh are they rotating here you know what what is it uh what does that experience look like how do you get added as a company um, that produces these um how do you get added there so that it is part of this suggested lots of things here but um definitely need to start thinking and talking about this uh and being prepared for this change because in just a couple of weeks we're gonna have it so mm. And I know that Indeed. we both work for companies that have made cards that, that sort of fit there too. So um, we're, we're yeah. interested in that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. CreoSpark, we've, we've created dozens of these things and, and would love to get them in the hands of, of people to, to experience. Um, you know, and, and I'm not talking about like selling them. I'm just saying, hey, we've made some really cool stuff and would love to give them um, you know, to the community. How do we do that? How do we get into that? I have no idea. That's what the store so, is for, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's a graph behind it. You know, like, oh, you are discussing this, or you create this kind of content, or who knows? But we'd like to know more. We would. Yep. Uh, that is the show. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. Please make sure you go ahead and give us that thumbs up on on the podcast as well. Uh, share out the URL to this and say, hey, I watched this uh, show. Please watch it too. We'd love to see those. Tag us at 365MCS, and we'll amplify your messages as well. Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, I'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye.